Hey guys, uh, thanks for tuning in to Acceptable Words. Logan here. Um, I got a chance to be on a radio program on, uh, on a radio station in uh, Moralton, Arkansas. And the name of the program is LEAF Radio. LEAF is an acronym that stands for Loving, Encouraging, Authentic, and Forgiving. Um, and this is a Christian radio broadcast that, that uh, broadcasts weekly on that radio station in Moralton. And uh, their whole thing is talking about how, how God uh, delivers people, saves people, calls people. And uh, the, the host of the show, Craig, is just an all-around great guy who has a real testimony. Who He's just someone who's had a real authentic experience with Jesus, and it changed his life forever. And so what he does is he brings on people every week onto this broadcast to really uh, to preach, to testify, to talk about the goodness of God, just whatever they want to do. And it's really, it's almost informal in a way. Uh, he asked me to be on the program twice now. Um, the first time it was just me and him. The second time it was me, him, and another guest. And we just kind of went back and forth for about 30 minutes just talking about how good God is and how good the gospel is. And so what I'm going to do over the next two weeks is I'm actually going to uh, bring you those radio broadcasts. Uh, with, with Craig's permission, I'm going to bring you those radio broadcasts and air them on, on the Acceptable Words podcast. Um, so the first one is today, and then next week you will get the second one. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the podcast, and I hope this is helpful for you. Good morning, everybody. I hope everybody woke up today thanking Jesus for another day on this uh, planet Earth that we we have here. And uh, I want to thank him for allowing us another day to uh, glorify him and give him thanks. No matter what we're going through, and we all go through it, I just pray that we, uh, if we do fall, we just get right back up on it and believe in God because he uh, he, he's the only thing, and the only one that can get us through the storms that we ever go through. So if you're going through something today, doesn't have to be just drugs and alcohol. It could be anything. Anxiety, fears, depression, um, your job, relationship, whatever it is. If you lean on him and give it all to him, he will see you through this. Uh, there's things that goes on in our lives that we don't understand. But um, when, we are, when we rely on him, we give it to him, he will provide us the answers and the way out. And the way out is through him always. Uh, I want to thank you guys for tuning in to Leaf Radio this morning. I want to thank all our donators. Alan Hooks at ANJ Roofing, Arkansas Medical Staffing, Salon Bell and Conway, uh, Superior RV and Conway, um, Hubbard's A no not Hubbard's ATV. I just bought an ATV for Hubbard, so they were on my mind. But anyway, thank you all for that. Um, Shane Williams at CT Church, uh, thank him for uh, his donation too, and everybody who's donated to us and helped us out. Our uh, our idea here is to uh, glorify God and. Um, Give some hope to people out there that are maybe struggling right now. Uh, I know that we all fall short every single day, but the thing is we just got to rely on him to get us back up and get through it and uh, not rely on our flesh. That's something I do sometimes. True. Even today, you know, I rely on me that I can get me through it. And, and believe me, when I do that and I take the wheel, I crash. Hmm. Uh, not, not as bad as I used to, but it, it's still a crash. But I'm still learning, you know, if you fall – don't stay down. Just just get back up and rely on people close to you that you can love and trust. They can they can bring you to Jesus and show you the right way to to live and go through Him. And um, with that being said, I want to thank uh, Mr. Dixon for coming in today and um, sharing, taking his time to come down here 
and uh, share the word of God with us today. And uh, I'm excited about it. I've never met him today's first day of the meeting. And uh, I'm really thankful that he's taking his time to come down here and bring the word to us. So with that being said, I'd like Mr. Dixon, if you would, to, to open us up a prayer and let's get us started. Sure. Almighty and everlasting God, we love you. We thank you. Father, we thank you for your goodness and for your character. Lord, you are good even when we're not good. And so, Father, we thank you for your goodness. And so, Father, we would like to partake of your goodness this morning by partaking of the goodness of your word. And so at this time, would you bless us? At this time, would you meet us here? At this time, would you make yourself available to us? We love you, we praise you, and we thank you. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen, amen. Well, what's on your mind today? What's on your heart? Well, I've got a few things I've been thinking about over the last several weeks, brother. Um, in my church, I've been, I've been preaching on the Holy Spirit a lot. Uh, which is unusual because I'm Cumberland Presbyterian. We, okay. From what I've, from what I've gathered from the rest of my congregation, the Holy Spirit doesn't get talked about a whole lot in our context. Um, I grew up Pentecostal, and so the Holy Spirit was talked about a whole lot. Oh, yeah. um, and we, you know, I saw the Holy Spirit move in, in ways you couldn't imagine, and I grew up around that. And so when I came into the Cumberland Presbyterian Church, um, on paper, it it looked to me that they were a people of the spirit and they are uh but it's but they weren't as uh, as lively right they weren't as lively as as the pentecostals that i was used to and so when i came in and i started preaching about the holy spirit some of these people it was like wow i've never heard that before and and one of the reasons i appreciate cumberland presbyterians is because they may look at a new idea with skepticism mm -hmm. but if you can show them in the bible where it is they'll believe it Oh, here we go. That's good stuff. Yeah, like like there's no there's no um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? There's no opposition as long as you can prove it in scripture, mm -hmm. and that's one of the things I appreciate about my church and about my people. And um, what was interesting is that a few weeks ago on Pentecost Sunday, I, I sometimes preach by the lectionary, and the gospel reading for Pentecost Sunday was John 14, where Jesus talks about the promise of the Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. and. I was originally just going to preach that passage on that Sunday and leave it alone and go some, go to something else the next week. And Craig, God got a hold of me mm -hmm. the, throughout that whole week after I preached that, and I wound up preaching for the next five weeks just on that one text alone. And this last Sunday, I finished up mm -hmm. the series on the Holy Spirit. And I just want to show I, I want to share with you a little bit about what I gleaned from my studies. If you look at John fourteen, uh, here's what Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. Um, and I'm going to back up and I'm going to back up and start at verse 8 with this conversation between Philip and Jesus. In John chapter 14, verse 8, um, Lord, said Philip, show us the Father and that's enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been with you all this time and you, don't, you do not know me, Philip? The one who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Verse 10, don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I speak to you, I do not speak of my own. The Father who lives in me, the Father who lives in me, does His works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. Well, let me stop there for just a second. So Jesus is saying, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. We mm -hmm. we are one in our character. We are one in our nature." Um, and and they say, "Well, show us the Father." 
And Jesus says, you should believe me, not, just, not simply because I say that I'm of the Father. You should believe that. But not just because I say I'm of the Father, but my works show that I'm of the Father. My works show that the Father is in me and I'm in the Father. And then, in verse 12, he says, Truly I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do, and he will do even greater works than these, because I'm going to the Father. And so what Jesus, Jesus takes it a step further. He doesn't just say that these works show that I'm in the Father, but he's saying you can do these works as well. Yes. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. The Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit is a difficult thing. I didn't understand sure. that. And it's not, I was raised Catholic. Yeah. Not the Catholics' fault. This is my fault for not understanding. So I went to New Beginnings. It's pretty much a Assembly of God, Pentecostal-based um, recovery center. Mm-hmm. So I went there with Brother Dennis, and I fought that for so long. I didn't fight it. Well, I fought it because I was being selfish, but I also fought it because I didn't understand it. Right. To understand the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity is one. And so I'm glad that you're bringing that up now because so... so we can all get a good understanding of what that actually is. Sure. And the doctrine of the Trinity is something that is so necessary to the Christian faith, and yet it's so hard to to grasp. Mm -hmm. One of the early church fathers, I believe it was Augustine, he said, if you try to understand the Trinity, you'll lose your mind, but if you deny the Trinity, you'll lose your soul. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect. That's beautiful. And so it's it's something you have to be careful about, but it's also something you have to understand that it's something you're not going to completely grasp in your mm-hmm. lifetime. You're going to spend your entire understand. You're going to spend your entire time on earth trying to understand the relationship between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yes. Uh, the best way that I can describe it, I think uh, I think someone, I think a theologian that I read one time described it this way: It's like a dance with these three persons, mm-hmm. right? These three persons are interlocked with each other, and they and they're not changing their function they're not changing their their stance or anything but they're together they're in one mind they're in unity you know they're they're in unity in a way that we can't understand and yet they're all performing their separate functions and features at the same time and so that's it's fascinating to me um i I believe michael reeves has a book about the trinity that i recommend every christian i can't remember the name of it off the top of my head i think it's called an introduction to the trinity or something like Mm -hmm. that but if you look up michael reeves trinity you'll find it okay um but but jesus says i tell you the one who believes in me will also do these works that i do and he will do even greater works than these because i'm going to the father Whatever, and then, he's, then he says in verse 13, Whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Now, we, because our Bible is broken up into verses, we, we think maybe Jesus is changing the topic of conversation here. No, he's still talking about this. He's still talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. And then he says in verse 15, If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Then, then down in verse 18, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I'm coming to you. And then if you get skip down to verse 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. Peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled or fearful. Okay? Jesus isn't talking about different topics. He's not, he's not moving from point A to point B to point C. He's talking about all of these things in the context of the Holy Spirit. And what you'll find, if you really study this out, the Apostle Paul elaborates on all of this in Romans chapter 8. So if you go to Romans chapter 8, what you'll see is that, first of all, Jesus speaks about Jesus speaks about prayer. He says, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it so that the Father may be glorified. 
Well, when Paul gets into Romans chapter 8, when Paul gets into Romans chapter 8, he starts talking about the Holy Spirit in the context of prayer. Mm-hmm. In verses 26 and 27, he says, In the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness, because we do not know what to pray for as we should. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with inexpressible groanings. And he who searches our hearts knows the minds of the Spirit, because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And so Jesus says, whatever you ask in my name will do it. And our response to that might be, well, what if I don't know what to ask for? Paul's response to us is the Holy Spirit will help you. Okay? Well, then he says, in, Jesus says in John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Well, go back to Romans 8. How does Paul elaborate on that? He says, he says, for those who live according to the flesh have their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit have their minds set on the things of the Spirit. Now, if you move down to verses 8 and 9, he says, Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. If anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Now, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you, then he who raised Christ from the dead will also bring your mortal bodies to life through his Spirit who lives in you. So then, brothers and sisters, we are not obligated to live in the flesh. But, but to live according to the Spirit. Because if you live according to the flesh, you're going to die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And so what Jesus is saying is, if, if you keep my command, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And then our question to that is, well, how can I possibly do that? That's mm-hmm. a tall order. Mm-hmm. Paul says, you can do it by the power of the Spirit. You can't do it in yourself. Right. You'll always fall. You'll always fail. But through the power of the Spirit, you can do that. And you know, I don't want to interrupt you, uh, but I will just briefly. You know, this is why we say we never speak about what we're going to talk about prior to coming in here. Because I do believe in the Holy Spirit, and I do believe God will show up when two or three are gathered, uh, and He has. Because sure. as I opened, I was talking about the flesh and falling down, and then becoming in the Spirit, like crucifying the flesh, and then that was your message. So I see that He's here, and He's uh, He's present right now, and He's speaking on our behalf of what we need to hear today. Sure. And hopefully someone else needs to hear this too. I didn't. I, I, I didn't this. prepare any of this before yeah. I came in here, bro. I love this. I, I didn't all I'm doing is all I'm doing is reiterating what God's been speaking to me over the last five or six weeks and what and this is all and this is everything I've been sharing at my church too mm-hmm. like I don't mean to plug my own stuff but if you want to hear more of this elaborated on in my sermons you can go to uh, Mars Hill Cumberland Presbyterian Church you can Where's go to that? Uh, Mars Hill Cumberland Presbyterian Church uh, the Facebook page and then of course our church is located in Pottsville okay. if you get off the interstate at Pottsville and make a left up the mountain we're two miles up the road okay. on the left Good. Uh, and we also have a we also have a sermon podcast you can look up our church on Spotify oh, wow. you can look up our church on Apple Podcasts and, and of course for those of you in the Leaf Radio Facebook group I can share the links to all this wonderful yeah please do that uh, and so this is what I've been talking about to our people over the last five or six weeks and they've been eating it up because because all of this can be proved in scripture all of this can be shown in scripture and let me tell you how, how the Lord works brother uh, we've been doing a Bible study on Tuesday nights at 630 uh, and we've been studying the book of 1 Corinthians we started at chapter 1 and we've just been taking our time through it on Pentecost Sunday morning, when I decided to start preaching on the Holy Spirit, that following Tuesday, we happened to land in chapter 12, where Paul starts talking about the gifts. Yes. 
And so we've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit on Tuesday night. We've been talking about the identity of the Spirit on Sunday morning. And so our people have been getting the Holy Spirit through, through Bible study and through the preaching of the Word. And, and God has been opening up uh, our, our, our minds, our eyes, our ears, our hearts. And we've been able to experience, we've been able to experience what God says about the Holy Spirit in a new way. Because again, this is, this is something that typically doesn't get talked about in our context. But here's the thing. If you're a preacher and your intention as a preacher is to preach the whole counsel of God's Word, you're going to come up against these passages and texts yes. of Scripture that you may not know what to do with. Mm-hmm. And you can't avoid them. You can't dance around them. You've got to preach what God says. And so that's what we've been dealing with. But if you, but if you look here in verse 18 in John chapter 14, Jesus says, I'll not leave you as orphans. I'm coming to you. Well, what does that mean? Well, it... You, you're not going to get the understanding of what John 14, 18 means until you understand what Paul says about the Holy Spirit in Romans chapter 8, verses 14 and 17. Whenever he says, whenever he says, for all those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. You're not, you're not orphan. You're not an orphan. You're a son. For those led by God's Spirit are God's sons. For you did not receive this, you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. Instead, you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies together with our spirit that we are God's children. And if children also heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may also be glorified with him. So what does Jesus mean when he says, I'll not leave you as orphans? He means I am sending the Spirit of my Father to come into your heart and cause you to identify God as your Father. And that's good stuff because I think there's a lot of people who walk around uh, with with an orphan identity. They they don't understand their relationship to God, and part of it has to do with their background. Mm-hmm. Because if you grow up, if you grow up and you have a terrible father, you might see God as a terrible father. Might not even you might not even realize you're making that connection. But if you but if your father beat you, you might think of God as someone who just beats you and punishes you. What you've got to understand is that God is a, more, is a more loving and perfect Father than what you can ever imagine. Even if you had the greatest Father in the world, our Father God is still better than that. Yes, sir. And that, that's good stuff. We have, we have, and this is something I've been talking about at our church, too, because many times, many times, I think we, we're fearful whenever we pray because we think, oh man, you've got to be careful what you ask for because God might just give it to you. Let me show you something. In Luke chapter 11, I talked about this this last Sunday. Listen to how good God is. In Luke chapter 11, in Luke chapter 11, verses 11 through 13, Jesus says, What father among you, if his son asks for a fish, will give him a snake? instead of a fish. Or if he asks for an egg, we'll give him a scorpion. If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Whatever you have, it's yours. Whatever you have, it's yours. Think about the riches. Think, And I'm not talking about material wealth. Oh, yeah, I'm right. not talking about that at all. Mm-hmm. I'm not into that whole prosperity gospel, name it, claim it junk. Think about, think about the, the, the riches of heaven. 
Think about the blessings of heaven. Think about the greatest gift you could ever receive. God has given it to you in Christ. God has given it to you in Christ. Whenever you think about what Jesus went through for you, for you personally, wow. you think God, about it, yeah. God gave it to you in Christ. You see His sinless life. God gave, you, God gave you His righteousness. You think about His death. God gave you everything Jesus had. Think about him being beaten. Think about him being. Think about him bloodied. Think about him his his clothes being torn apart. Torn apart. God gave you everything when He gave you Christ. See him. See him hanging and bleeding on the cross. God gave that to you. He he. Yeah, he he gave it all up for you in the gift of His Son. And we all have the ability to obtain the gift of the spirits. We sure. just have to. We have to accept it, right? Sure. And so, I think what's primary, I think what's primary for people to understand, first of all, is they have to understand that, that it's the primary job of the Spirit to give glory to God in their lives. And how He does that, first of all, He shows them that they're sons. Once you understand you're a son, you have, you have access to everything the Father offers. That's wonderful. But you've got to first understand that if you're saved, if you trust Christ for your salvation, you are a son. You've got his royal blood running through your veins. That's correct. And you know that thing, uh, I can't remember, is it Louis Giglio or whatever? Mm-hmm. He was doing this thing about what's called laminin, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the rebar in, in your body. It's made in a cross. Yeah, he, I've seen he that. Puts his, you know, that's kind of like his mark. You are made of him. Sure. And sometimes... <coughs> We get away from that, you know, and we forget that He is our Father, and all He wants is a relationship with us. Yeah. And uh, it's not like you got to go out and do a whole lot. You just got to be uh, genuine in your prayer and your relationship. You know, am I right? Yeah. yeah. You're correct. So, what would you? The way you're bringing this message across today, I, I hear so many wonderful things. Uh, what would you say to someone out there today that is? Uh, you know that it's going through some things that may be lost or, or may have fallen backwards and it's kind of falling the way backwards how would you what would you say to them today while you're speaking of the gifts and speaking of being his his children what would you say to someone today that's just i don't know what to do i i've fallen again or i'm going through this well Am i really loved you know? yeah let me speak to that on two fronts first of all let me speak to someone who who is not a christian mm-hmm. that's exactly let me if you're not a Christian, what you need to know primarily is that God loves you. He gave His Son for you. And and you, if you're listening to this, it's a sign that God is tugging at your heart right now. And the way you respond to that is repent and believe the gospel. What repentance means, it means you leave your sin behind and you turn a 180 and look to Jesus and follow after Him. If you don't belong to a church... Get in touch with Leaf Radio. We will get you connected. I'm, I guarantee you, you'll get someone connected yes, to a church. Sir. Yes, sir. If, if you want to, get in touch with me. Yes. I'll get you connected to a church. Well, you are a family. Leaf Radio family. You're part of it. So yeah. Yes, sir. Um, and so what's important for you, if you're not a Christian, is for you to turn to Jesus, repent of your sin, trust Him as your Savior. Trust Him as your Savior, as your sanctifier. Trust Him as, trust him as, as the connection to the Father, Right? Because that's what Jesus says. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. The only way you're going to have access to God is through the Son. And so trust Jesus today. That's what I would say. Um, if you are a believer and you feel like you've fallen into sin, 
I'm going to tell you to get back up because God loves you. He sees where you're at. He sees your heart. And He longs to bring you to Himself. He longs to sanctify you. He longs to connect you to Himself in such a way that you won't fall back into sin again. A wise man falls seven times and gets back up. That's correct. And and so, listen, God's... We, we often look at God as someone who is wrathful and angry. And I mentioned this before. We look at God as someone who is wrathful and angry, maybe because we, we had an absent father or an abusive father. But the truth of the matter is, all of God's wrath was poured out on His Son. And we don't see God's wrath show up in the Bible again until it's poured out in the last days on those who have rejected his son. And so from the time that God's wrath is poured out on on his son on the cross and to the time that it will be poured out again upon those who reject Jesus, you've got a space of grace. You've got a space of grace to repent and believe. Let me read you something out of the Gospel of John. Now, we know John 3.16, For God so loved the world, right? He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We know John 3.16, but let me read you John 3.36. It's the last verse in that chapter. It says, The one who believes in the Son has eternal life, but the one who rejects the Son will not see life. Instead, the wrath of God remains on him. And so what that tells me is that you've got an opportunity now to believe the Son, to trust Him. God gives you grace. He's giving you grace right now. as you. He's giving you grace right now as you take your breath in and out. He's letting you live another moment so that you can see His mercy. And so what you need to do, if you don't believe in Christ, you need to take advantage of that mercy. You need to trust Jesus. If you're already a believer, then you need to draw closer to Jesus. What we need to understand ultimately is that if you believe you are God's child, He loves you. He cares for you. That He does. That He does. There's things that's happened to me. Uh, I shouldn't be alive, and I don't know why. That He's uh, He's kept me around, or even why. There's people who went through worse than me. Uh, believe it, no matter where you're at in your life today, uh, you may think there's no way out. Uh, you're at the bottom, or if you're in jail, or... Whatever's going on right now, believe it, he can get you through it. Sure. You know, and I feel like we just open with that, and it's kind of closing with that. And that message right in the middle to me was like uh, right on time today. And I'm, I'm, I'm positive if there's an ear out there or ears out there that's heard that this morning, that it's going to soak in. Yeah. I mean, it's soaking in on me. It's, it's what I like to hear. It's what I needed to hear. It seems like that happens every time we come in these walls, you know. It's become like the Holy Spirit's like, all right, I've been waiting on y'all. You're back here on Wednesday. You know, to record for Sunday morning, and it always turns out to be something beautiful and something right on time. And um, like I said, the gifts of the Spirit were something that I didn't understand until just a few years ago. Yeah, you know, we all have it in us. We all have that opportunity. And I like what you said about uh, if it's in that, for lack of better words, book. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. Yeah, read above and below, not just pick a verse. Read below, uh, above and below, and understand what that one verse you're reading about means. And um, like how you went through that and you followed through in different parts of like Romans back into uh, John back and forth you could all through the Bible all through the gospel it reiterates so many things the mm. truth so many different ways I, I have a passion I have a deep passion for people to understand the Bible 
because I believe that the Bible is a book that can change your life. If you just understand that it's God's word to you and that's God's word spoken to the apostles and prophets to you, then this book will change your life. And But what's important is you got to read it in context. You can't just read a verse here or there. and You can't play Bible roulette and think that one verse is going to do something for you. You have got to sit and, and understand that this is God speaking to you. Read every word. Believe every word. And it's part of the reason why I preach the way I do. Um, because one of the things I did back in 2020 is I preached through the book of Ephesians at, at my church. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got a lot of pastors and, you know, Every pastor is different in the way they preach, right? Everyone's got different styles. But I've noticed that there's a lot of pastors who will get up there and they'll preach maybe one or two verses. And and then the next week they'll be in another section of Scripture and preach one or two verses and have a different reference here or there. What I did is I started preaching in the book of Ephesians. I started at chapter 1, verse 1. And then 17 weeks later, I, I got to the end of Ephesians. I went through the entire book with our church. And that was, well, it was incredible for our church because they had never seen anyone do that before, I don't think. And then I started doing it with the book of Romans at the beginning of this year. I stopped halfway through chapter one, but I'm going to pick it up uh, this Sunday, actually. Um, And my intention is to go through the entire book of Romans, no matter how long it takes me. Because if you sit and you read the book, if you sit and you read the Bible, and you start at the beginning and you go to the end, you'll see the entire redemptive story of, of, of Christ for his people laid out from beginning to end. Amen. Amen. Well, brother, it's about that time. It always goes so fast. Oh, I, I know it. I mean, and I, I always joke with Eric and him say, I think we need an hour. Because uh, at first, we're like, how are we going to make 30 minutes? But once you get rolling, Holy Spirit, there's no pauses. There's sure. no nothing. It's steady going, and the Word is always wonderful and great. But um, I want to thank everybody who tuned in to Leaf Radio today. And I want us to, Leaf Radio stands for love and encourage, authentic, and forgive. Let's forgive someone today. If we're holding on to something, let's just please let it go. And if we can't do it ourselves, let's ask God to help us do it. Amen. Because he'll make a way for forgiveness. But the love is first. Because without love, you can't have anything. And we have to learn to love ourselves, too. Um, we've got to we've got to love and encourage ourselves as, as much or more than we love and encourage someone else. Because, you know, it starts with God, then us. And he wants us to love ourselves. But we should love all like we love him. And if we're not loving each other, then we're really not loving him, mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion. Love is first. And I want you to encourage someone today because uh, that person that you're putting down or you're talking about, uh, they may be on their last leg. So if you say a positive word and you want to send something encouraging, that may alter their life. And that's what this is about. And that's what we do is we want to love and encourage. We're not, uh, we're not pretending to be any better than anybody or anybody else. We need love and encouragement, too. Um, we need... Uh, we need every one of you all to make this uh, radio station happen. So I want to ask uh, Brother Dixon if he would close us out in prayer. And let's go on about our Sunday in a loving way. And uh, whatever's going on today, just forgive it because it's not, it's not worth holding on and, and bringing damage to yourself. Let's work on it together and let's show some love to one another today. Sure. Gracious God and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for the way that you have spoken to us through your word and by your spirit. As we go throughout the rest of this day, would you would you guide us? Would you direct us? Would you be with us? And Father, would you continue to speak through us? We, we ask it all in your name, and we trust you to do it, and we commit ourselves to you. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen.